Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 130, Alphas. Hello and welcome to a hunk of hunk of burning LodgeCast. It's a heat wave in Burbank. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishke. We're caught in the trap. We got Brother Lucas in the back. It's now or never. Our Lodge won't wait. And two volunteers. No one wanted to touch this one for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Brave, Brother Ben. A, a little less conversation? And somehow even braver, Brother Josh is here. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, why Why did no one want to touch this episode? It's already so much fun. The movie is Elvis. That's what it's called, right? Just Elvis? Elvis. Yes. Elvis. The official document on the man's life, I'm sure. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann. Mm. What are we doing? It's high noon in Burbank. It's like 95 out there. Viva Bur Burbank Vegas. <laughs> Burbagus. What are we what are we doing? What are we expecting? What the fuck is going on here? Ben, put this in perspective for us. I, I mean, I, I wish I could because I was thinking about this. And look, I understand that we're in the era of the big sort of like biopic jukebox yeah. movie musicals, but I'm I'm 44 years old. I, 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 even I don't have a grasp on Elvis because my parents didn't play Elvis. Right. Like, so what young people are going to go see that? Like, right. I mean, at least with Queen, I feel like Queen had like breakthrough TikTok stuff or Elton sure. John or something like who is clamoring for an Elvis by Bass? Like, right. not, like is middle America clamoring for this? I, I don't know. Yeah, are the are the people who still have Velvet Elvis paintings, are they going to be pleased in any way by this? Or are they just going to be happy mm. that people are talking about Elvis I again? I feel like those fans, COVID got them, you know? Oh. <laughs> no, I think there's enough boomers left. I think this movie will do fine. Now, Bishki, you famously... You, you have issue with superhero movies, and you also have issue with musical biopics. So, I don't know. What's the deal, man? I don't know why. <laughs> I just felt like going deep into Elvis. Like, I I've just, heard that. You've been going so deep. I watched three of his movies. Oh. Jailhouse Rock was terrible. <laughs> King Creole was passable. Viva Las Vegas was actually pretty fun, mostly because of Anne Margaret. All right. And then mm. I watched the documentary on him. I watched the Kurt Russell biopic, which was not very good. So Jesus. it's wide open for a good Elvis biopic, in my opinion. And, okay. And this, but the problem, of course, is Mr. Boz. What's your history with, with <sighs> the man watched, I just watched Moulin Rouge. 
I did not. You I, hadn't seen it before? No, I, I. Well, I got like a half hour into it long ago. I've never seen Moulin Rouge. Oh, what? But I pulled what? the ripcord on We're The Great a, Gatsby. This is a movie <laughs> podcast? What? Guys. Boz oh, is off the rails, but that's kind of maybe... But was he, exciting? Ever on the, was he ever on he the rails? Never on yes, the rails. he was never on the rails. Yeah. But it's kind of exciting because it's not going to be conventional. It's right. going to be bonkers. And that's that's what is going to get us through this, what, two hour and 40 minute runtime, oh, whatever it is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm all shook up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm interested. And that's maybe half of the reason why this is my most anticipated film of the year. I know, what? I know the other half. The other half. Is a one Mr. Thomas Hanks, yes, playing Colonel oh, Tom right. Parker, and I have not, I've not read anything about this movie. I've not looked at any reviews. The only whiff that I've seen of headlines is bafflement as far as Tom Hanks. What are you doing, Tom Hanks? What are you doing in this movie? Why is Tom Hanks creeping everybody out in this movie? He's yeah, he, lo- he looks like he's playing. Colonel Tom Parker as like Jiminy Cricket by Harvey Weinstein, you know? <laughs> Whoa. The hothead is coming in hot today. Yeah. Can we preemptively declare Tom Hanks to be the salad dragon? I think yes. we can. I think we yeah. can. Let's, let's just lay it down. Lay it down. Oh, man. Pre-certify it. The salad dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. I want a shirt with with Tom Hanks and and Oprah Winfrey salad dragons, like <laughs> like a like a Godzilla and Kong, you know, attack. I think it's safe to pre-certify anything Tom Hanks does in this movie as a salad dragon. Is there anything else that we are looking forward to or dreading about this, Josh? What are you bringing to the table? I mean, you know, as much as like his movies kind of suck, I am a fan of a good. Lerman spectacle. Right. Like, Great Gatsby was pretty shitty, but I thought it was kind of fun to look at. It was big. Um, you know, I appreciate uh, Moulin Rouge solely for the Kylie Minogue uh, cameo as the Green Fairy. Um, <laughs> and most famously, well, infamously, I guess I should say, me and my sister went to go see Australia oh, on oh, Thanksgiving oh, Day. I was going to ask if anybody had seen Australia. Yeah, I don't think Not I quite yet. understood how long it was going to be. And I left my poor mom to do all the Thanksgiving cooking. Oh. Only my sister <laughs> were romping to see Australia, which oh. um, was really dragged out. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I think I thought it was kind of good, but I've never rewatched since. Right. So you don't it's probably it not again. bad. You don't want to touch it again. And of course, probably very influential in our teenage lives, William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Masterpiece, four bones that for me. That blew my mind. Yeah. Lucas, that's four bones for you. I was in ninth grade, freshman year of high school, reading Romeo and Juliet when that movie came oh, out. You were pri- the pump was primed. I saw it at the Santa Cruz Cinema 9, like sold out theater, like opening weekend, and it played great. And I think it holds up. I think it's just, it's bonkers, but it's it's just brilliant. Like it's It might have been his brilliant. peak. I don't know. I, that's what I was going to say is I kind of think it's all downhill right. from, from there, for <laughs> right. real. Like, yeah. Moulin Rouge, like once he gets CG... Which we'll probably see a lot of CG. I don't yeah. know if we will or not. Oh, I hope so. But but <laughs> once he gets into CG, he's one of the worst, in my opinion, like user, like yeah, yeah. utilizers of CG. Users and abusers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard a rumor that 
some folks are going to be dropping some gummies today. Is that is there any truth to that? I ended up bringing my pen and not the gummy. Okay. But so the only way I'm going to survive this is with some THC assistance. So I brought a gummy and I usually don't partake in gummies because I have this strange notion that I need to keep these shows on the rails. But today with this runtime and this heat, I'm going to do it. So pre-apologies if I come back in outer space. How many MGs? (laughs) Not too many, Okay, but hopefully enough. Okay. <laughs> the, king, the king would be proud. <laughs> this is what Bass would want, TBH. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm just going to throw out a prediction. I think this is not going to get into Elvis's 70s overweight right. drug abuse. Priscilla and Lisa Marie are still alive, so I think it's going to end with the 1968 comeback special. Mm. Oh. And politely mm. disagree because okay. there is no way Boz is going to miss like a Las Vegas right. montage spectacle. I could see it going mm-hmm. either like, way, like, you guys. Look, look he, he, we might not focus on the bloat and we might not actually even, but he might still be like skinny hot Elvis, but he is going to be in that sparkly oh, white pink God. suit I need at to some see it. point. I want him 1977 <laughs> bloated singing Unchained Melody. Release the bloat cut. Unchained Melody from an album called Unchained Melody. How about that? <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty popular framing device in these things though. It's like you start kind of towards yeah. the end and then you see him like, I don't know, like at a low point, and yep. then he has like a flashback to like him and like I don't know where's he from, like uh, growing up in yeah, growing Ten- up in Tennessee Mississippi, or something. Mississippi, Tulupa, Tulupa, yeah. Mississippi moved to Memphis when he was Tulupa when, when he was seventeen or but, thirteen. But he's an amazingly tragic figure in any era of his life. I feel like he's just been haunted from day one. So and you're gonna have Tom Hanks just leering from the wings. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I can't oh, wait. God. He's like, do it. He's like Bob's a mechified already. Oh, Elvis. We got to do this shit. Hey, mama, don't you treat me wrong. Come and love your daddy all night long. All right. Hey, hey. All right. Now. See the girl with the diamond ring. She knows how to shake that thing. All right. Show business is snow business. We're back from the carnival, (laughs) y'all. It is a scorcher out there. Oh, my God. We've left the building. I think half those people or more were in that theater, not because of any particular movie that was playing, but just to beat this heat. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing shameful about that. It was nice and chilly in there. Oh, God. So cold. It was so cold. I loved it. Could have wore a leather jacket or a jumpsuit in there. Nice and toasty. (laughs) We've been keeping it so muted. So without further ado. Tomatoes. The film explores the life and music of Elvis Presley, Austin Butler, seen through the prism of his complicated relationship with his enigmatic manager, Colonel Tom Parker, 
Tom Hanks. <laughs> the story delves into the complex dynamic between Presley and Parker spanning over 20 years, from Presley's rise to fame to his unprecedented stardom against the backdrop of the evolving cultural landscape and loss of innocence in America. <laughs> Central to that journey is one of the oh, most well, uh, almost done. All right. Central to that journey is one of the most significant and influential people in Elvis's life. Priscilla Presley, Olivia DeJong, period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put Priscilla in there. I don't know if I would say central in this movie, at least. No. There's one man that's Our charging wife. Oh, my God. Well, let's just get it out of the way. We, I mean, we pre-certified Hanks yeah. as a salad dragon. And he is, in fact, the strutting, preening salad dragon throughout this entire film. I mean... They put a salad in a blender, pureed it, and just injected it into that man. And he <laughs> looks like he's having a blast. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm known as the gift master because I, I have made a gif account for, oh, this for, whole the, movie. for the lodge. Tom Hanks has so many gifts <laughs> so many the gifts keep on giving yeah. so many slow push-ins when elvis is maybe doing something he shouldn't or shake <laughs> shaking his hips a little too hard and those push-ins mm. on colonel tom parker watching him with those eyes oh my god so <laughs> it was a full theater i'm glad we saw in the dolby nice Sad. and loud mm -hmm. yeah and i mean it's a baz joint it's like not a, a second has passed between Romeo and Juliet and now. How would you guys feel about acclimating to Baz world? I honestly thought I was going to be in hell. I, I really <laughs> did because I really hated The Great Gatsby. Right. I really Same. fucking hated Same. The Great Gatsby. But, but, but this, I was like, especially early on, I was like, okay, this is tacky as fuck. Right. But I, I don't know. Like, it's not, I, it's in service of sort of musical spectacle so I, so I went with it um and and Baz is uh, filling it up. I mean at one point he's like uh Brian does Palma hold my beer and <laughs> right and, and it goes split screen oh. then triple square and then at one point it was like eight quadrants o octuple o quadrants yes. split screen B screen he has no self-control no but and then and then the, the the thing that flashed into my head was like can you imagine watching this on an airplane oh like, my god like when it cuts to like eight different sections on uh, it's going to be incomprehensible it's going to be but it will be viewed on many an airplane like <laughs> exactly this is, this is the quintessential airplane movie an as airplane well. that can't land it just sleeps <laughs> and flies on the wind <laughs> it's not bad lucas so it takes just this operatic approach which if you're not on board I could see it just grating on you but if you're like me and the gummy that i took hit <laughs> When he hit, like when he started selling records and blowing up, <laughs> that's when my gummy hit. And his hips started shaking. And his yeah. hips started shaking mm. and my pupils started dilating. And then it also, <laughs> what goes up must come down. The gummy let me go right when he was having his spiral into into mm. madness and hell. Yeah. So it was the perfect the perfect ride for me. But I don't know. Like this editing is natural born killers folded four times upon itself bohemian like, rhapsody editing i mean Oscar winning editing it's like michael bay like especially in the early going like it 
barely a second for each shot. It's, it's bombastically just, like, just breathless. Even dialogue scenes are just like cut, 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 you're, cut. You're, you're getting shots of the morphine drip like repeatedly in the opening fifteen. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like I. I mean, I have no clue how long this was. I guess it was. Two forty, two forty. Yeah, I had to get up and go to the bathroom because I drank a, a medium uh, vanilla root beer. In the first, I would say like the first hour could be a trailer. You know, like it. It just it doesn't the, stop. The first hour got me the most, but then after that, I was adrift. I was like, oh well, boy, it's, it's like it's like the pacing. I, I couldn't figure out. He clearly thinks there are some cru- uh, like a couple crucial junctures in the life sure. of Elvis. So that's, that's when where, they slow down. So that's where we really slow down. But at one point, I was like, holy shit, we just jumped like. We did four years of material in about a minute and a half. It's yeah. wild. The 1960s were glossy. Dude, he's over. not even an electrician in this movie. Like, I thought he, he drove the truck or something. They, yeah. they, they hand, gloss over a lot. They handle his whole movie career in like four seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it, it, there was so much going on, but did you even clock what? It, it was set to. A, Viva Las Vegas mashed with Britney Spears Toxic. I heard the to- I, mean, I heard the toxic violin. So yeah, well, what do we think about that? What, what do we think about these <laughs> contemporary mashups? These interlude remixes. I, 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 don't, I don't think it works. <laughs> I think there's there's some really bad ones, but it's it's Baz Luhrmann. He's gonna do he's it. Gonna yeah. do yeah. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. I mean, it's like asking him not to like fast rewind through stuff. It's <laughs> but 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 this is Baz gonna buzz. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is is it's like you know. The movie ends with this like statement about how Elvis forever changed the way you know we listen to music or whatever. Unnecessary, but but like I don't think there is a single piece of Elvis's music in this that has not been radically manipulated in some way. Like interesting, just, just mm-hmm. literally every single time it starts. Yeah, it's, caught in a trap. Yeah, it, like he start. He'll either start doing crazy loops or he'll you know. Needlessly add a trap beat to, you know, Hound Dog. <laughs> I just like, I, I understand the impulse, but just let maybe just let one thing breathe. Just sure. let yeah. one piece of music speak for itself. Well, he kind of does at the end, at the very end. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but you were walking out, and I don't know if you heard, but then they cut the second verse, and then they brought in I don't know what rapper it was. Oh, but in, so, the, in the ghetto, yeah. In the ghetto. Oh. So it was verse one of Elvis is in the ghetto, into the chorus, and then it turned into a hip-hop remix. Baz gonna baz. Baz is gonna baz. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're being a little coy here. You're you're the you're the one that's been soaking in a bath of Elvis for the yeah. past few weeks. No, I mean this is the story to tell. Is why the hell did he keep Colonel Parker with him all these years? It's very heavy-handed. Like it's very yeah. like Tom Hanks is Colonel Parker is just villainous from the get-go, and Elvis is this pure innocent, like <laughs> can't can do no wrong. Right. He's always being manipulated by Colonel Parker. So the character development is not nearly as much as it could be because Baz is too busy doing other things. Elvis is not what we would call a complex character in this. He's a character. It's a character. It's <laughs> I a- thought, yeah, it would have been more interesting if Austin Butler played both Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker oh, in shit. the prosthetic. Because, <laughs> like, Tom Hanks is, like, stunt casting, right? It's so fucking pointless that he's in this. Yeah. There, there is no audition scene. There's no 
scenery to chew on. There's he like one little moment audition. where I guess he's crying for some reason. I wasn't quite clear on why. I think backstage, he, I but think he's having a little bit of a crisis of conscience. A little Look, bit. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit at that point. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, is that why Tom Hanks said yes to this I think movie? He re- How did Baz Luhrmann convince Tom Hanks to go to Australia and almost die of COVID for this movie? I think he was crying because they're both ne- named Tom because he needed to accidentally dropped that napkin with the bad deal for Elvis on it so that he could look at it while he was hugging Elvis. But it doesn't land though. It just doesn't land because Boz hasn't built anything around that with these guys. Even with Colonel Tom Parker as the narrator, it just does not work. He's just a pure, he's just a pure villain. And Tom Hanks plays him just licking his chops as such. Yeah. And it is so distracting, but without him, would this movie be as goofily charming? Uh, Discuss. Um, I don't know if I could call this movie charming. <laughs> personally, okay. I thought I'd try to slip that in there, um, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I guess you do kind of need a foil in some of these, and I feel like you know, with these biopics, either it's like addiction. Or, you know, something else is what kind of tears everything apart. And, yeah, I guess he kind of needed to have, like, this ultimate villain character and just make it, like, bad from the get-go. But it is a – like, it is a really fascinating angle to this story of just, like, how Elvis's career was basically thwarted by this – Mysterious Svengali. Svengali. Like, yeah. And he keeps wanting to fly away, fly away and tour internationally. Yeah. It's like Carlito and Carlito's way. Just and that's like, get on the train, Carlito. It's some very it's very weird. Like, and you do want to get into these back end deals, but but they don't get into much complexity with it. Like, and that's what like like Baz, you have all of this money and all of this time. Could and and, and we ultimately come up with no real answers I, yeah I like think, there is and maybe and maybe that's maybe that is the point maybe the whole thing is sort of unknowable no but, i feel like it's it's a directorial like storytelling choice to like have colonel tom parker narrate it paints you into such a corner right that is like it's like one of those like half-baked ideas i don't know whose idea it was because there's so many fucking credited writers on this including baz Luhrmann twice what was screen, up with that screenplay i have no idea it was okay I, so never seen it never doesn't make any sense i screen, don't care what the wga rules are baz Luhrmann could have argued against it and been like i don't want my name twice on lucas the let screen. me explain to the people what we're talking about the end credit screenwriting card credits baz Luhrmann and someone else ampersand ampersand Baz Luhrmann and someone else, ampersand someone else. I think what happened is there was an initial draft of the script that he did with a co-writer, had sure. a falling out with that co-writer, but enough of that structure still existed. So then when he started with another co-writer. That was probably the Tom Parker narrator Oof. co-writer. But I guess my point is, is like you should have thought long and hard where it's like, okay, if we're going to do Elvis's entire life, which they pretty much did, even though, yeah, they cut corners, as opposed to focusing on one specific era, it's like, what is the point of view? Like, who is going to be our audience? And and looking at it now, it's like, man, Vernon, his father, if you would cast like a real star name actor as the dad, 
and made Austin Butler, yeah, who he was. And, Tom and, Hanks plays the dad. Austin Butler plays both. Right, exactly. Or like, <laughs> or, so Tom or you get just some no-name character actor to play Colonel Tom Parker. I feel like you could have a lot more to work with and and you know more drama to milk from than what we got. Yeah, I, I, I think the Colonel Tom Parker perspective is okay. If, but it's just too much, Hanks, and and also it's it's also very Presley Estate approved, right? Like, sure, right, because sure. that I, the documentary that I saw, it's very much anything that went wrong in in Presley's life was not Presley's fault. It was Colonel Tom Parker's fault. Right, like all these shitty movies he made in the '60s that wasn't Elvis's fault. You know, it was it's so he had no say in it. No, he had no say in the matter, and so it's. Elvis state approved, which Priscilla's alive and and, and Lisa uh, Marie's alive. I like Lisa how Marie's alive. they almost like ADR in extra mentions of Lisa Marie, you know, <laughs> like whenever anybody's turned around, they're like, oh, and Lisa Marie's here too, you know? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Listen, there's style to spare. So even if you're grumpy about the framework and the structure of it, what did you guys think visually? I mean, I'll take this over bohemian rhapsody there we go there we go 100 percent. yeah i mean even though there was a good part of like very marvel cg backgrounds in this i don't know i think it's one thing when it's lerman doing it and he's has that flair and that bombast (laughs) as opposed to like you know drab you know muddled Captain yeah. America backgrounds. Just I don't know, like I th- stamping it out. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was, you know, I thought visually it was a really fun spectacle and it was cool to look at in places. Um, not cool to look at in other places, but I mean, overall, yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed looking at it. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> movies in this time period too fall into the Forrest Gump syndrome where it's like you just see them reacting to the same three or four events that shook the world. And it's just kind of funny just because we've been through it so many times just to see it. Now this is Elvis's version of yeah. covering his mouth and watching the world fall apart. Yeah. Well, the the central piece, which I was totally wrong about my predictions, the comeback special was very big in this film. Right. Um, the 1968 comeback special. But it's so heavy handed the way they did it because Robert Kennedy did not get shot, obviously, while they were filming <laughs> the comeback special, like right. the day of. And then Elvis was like, I got to do this song. Like, it's just <laughs> right. all for dramatic purposes. But it was so heavy. I mean, that sort of leads me to like the, the broad. And, and look, I am not an Elvis historian at all. You're not? And so, it's and the I, only I, reason we had you on. I wish, I wish I could have gone down like a Wikipedia deep dive before <laughs> uh, we, we, we fired this back up. But I'm just so... Boz really wants to lean into like the 1968 political of it all, sure. but also is sort of unafraid to start dipping his toe into the race question of it yeah. all. But I, he's presenting it as this very just like Elvis loved the black folk and, and they loved and him. they loved him. And it was this totally cool back. And, and there forth. was yeah. no friction zero friction no nuance very question of like cultural appropriation no like i I, yeah that was all handled very interestingly where it's just like he's taking this and this and everybody's happy about it everyone's really cool and now let's drop a doja cat remix of (laughs) you know of whatever (laughs) and we're on to the next scene and i don't know and i'm just like especially uh, like 
later, because I think in the early days, it was Al, what Elvis grew up with, country western and rhythm and blues and blues and stuff. And But in the, in the later days, like when Elvis meets Nixon, which they don't cover that. Right, touch it. Or, you know, when he becomes more of this, like, conservative. Or drugged out addict. I mean, that's what really disappointed me is, like, I'm not an Elvis historian either, okay? God damn it. But if you do read the Wikipedia page, I mean, he had like Bishki. How many drugs in his body when he died? Like, like 20. 20. Yeah. So he didn't die from the fans loving him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker's is spinning. It's like a true, you know, degenerate in the throes of, of addiction because he's clearly so unhappy and, and well, ashamed of like how his career has turned out or whatever. It also must be noted that. Lucas, you went on your famous bathroom trip right when he was doing his pill freakout and shooting his TV screen. Oh, the montage? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that was my, that's so my fault. But he was, <laughs> but he was doing, because before that montage, there was literally two scenes. One scene where they're on the road, and he takes one little pill with some Coca-Cola, and then another scene where he's in the hospital from exhaustion, and he takes a bunch of pills out of an envelope, and you're like, holy fuck, that's a lot of pills to take. <laughs> another yeah. detail, it's always Pepsi until the very last performance where it's Coke. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> it was wild. That was wild. That the, the Pepsi of it all. <laughs> there was so, so much, much Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I always am watching Pepsi. Any Pepsi representation in movies always catches my eye. But that explains why when I came back from the bathroom, Priscilla Presley was leaving him. I was like, yeah. wait, she's leaving him? It was because like, of the pills. Why? Like, because he's making out with fans while he's singing? <laughs> and and, and Bishy, that that's like one thing that gets breezed over when Priscilla's introduced. Oh, she was a child. Priscilla was 13, 14, 14. 14. Oh, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Presley was 24. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's a tough, that's ten, a, that's, that's a tough 10 years. That's always glossed over <laughs> when the Elvis estate is involved. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like how she, in the movie, she's like, I tell my parents, we just talk about fun stuff. We don't do anything. We just talk. And he's just like undressing her with his eyes. I never met anyone like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, but, but basically a couple months later they were, cause wasn't she, was she married at 14? I think. I don't know. Um, she, he met her overseas. She was 14. And then he like convinced her parents to come live with him. And then mm. they uh. had a courtship for like seven years before oh. they got married. He ain't nothing but a groomer. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to make of courtship. Yeah, he just, uh, he just gazed at her for seven years. Maybe it's different in Germany. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So another thing that I think had to be part of it, a lot of the dialogue is just so boneheadedly straightforward. Like mm -hmm. you could cut so much of it that you're already seeing in 10 different angles, split screen, six different ways on screen. You're seeing it. Yeah. It's like when he's hugging Tom Parker and the Colonel is like, I'm going to make you the biggest star when you get back from the service. And then Elvis hugs him. That's the end of the scene. But no, Elvis leans back and looks at him in the eyes and he's like, you're like a father to me. Duh, that's what this is all about. Like, yeah. the movie is full of that. Yeah. It's like, Elvis, you can do whatever you want if you just dream it. You can achieve it. You know, it's like, just lose that stuff. Yeah, but show. I don't know if they're, like, aiming for the toddlers in the audience to understand <laughs> what's really going on or what. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, because I remember 
at some point in the middle of a movie, you know, like there have been so much of like, hi, BB King, you know, so much of that. (laughs) But then at some point in the middle of the movie, I was like, who the fuck are any of these people? Right. And they're all acting like they're important. Like there's some part uh, during like the special or like when they, when they're going to go meet for, you know, where they're meeting the Hollywood sign, which by the way, was like rock bottom for me. Oh, that was was like, that was the turning point where I was like, no, this movie sucks. (laughs) What, what, what Josh is mentioning is this meeting where Elvis is sitting on the O of the decrepit Hollywood (laughs) sign. And I was not sitting with you guys. There was a woman on my left and a man on my right. The woman was the angel. The man was the devil. Uh (laughs) Throughout the entire early going, whenever he would shake his hips and they would cut to just like freaking out girls, just like losing their minds. She would turn to me as if to like say, are you seeing this? Are we are we really seeing this? This is amazing. And I would look back at her and I just be I just nod. I'm like, yeah, he's doing it. He's really doing it. And then the guy on my right was just harumphing the whole thing, kind of like oh. Lucas might. And when his finest moment was when we got to the Hollywood sign scene and he saw Elvis sitting in the O and he went like this. He said, Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But no, I to just to comment on what Brother Josh was saying earlier. It's like, yeah, the Memphis Mafia, like his entourage, like all his yes men, mm-hmm. they're they're like not even they're non-existent. Like for people that were such big parts of his life, yeah. insulating him and protecting him and kind of like enabling him. We did not meet any of those characters. I no. don't remember meeting yeah. any of them, and I don't know. They breezed through it with that with that Hollywood montage. Yeah, it doesn't work, though. That doesn't give, matter. Give yet. one name. One name of one of those people. And what about Oscar nominee Cody Smith McPhee? <laughs> what <laughs> of Cody just, Smith just, McPhee? He disappeared. I thought he was going to have an arc. I or thought he, it was like they were starting up a, a like a stalker yeah. subplot <laughs> where he wanted to be just like him. Yeah, I thought, thought he was going to pop up a little later. And somehow. helpfully, yeah. he looks at Elvis and he says, I want to be just like you. <laughs> you can't just look at his outfit and his pompadour and surmise as much. He says it. <laughs> And then that's the last you ever see of him. I know. I thought about him. I was like, whatever happened to That kid grew up to be Britney Spears. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the toxic connection. Uh So I will say towards the end, towards the Vegas section. Yes. I'm glad he went. I'm glad Boz went there. He went there. He went to Vegas. He went to Vegas and he, I think, captured a little bit, you know, Boz in Vegas. I can enjoy a little bit. Yeah. Even though that's on the downslide. And he did get to. Lucas and I's favorite YouTube video yes. that Lucas yeah. presented yes. to me of the Unchained Melody. If you um, don't go to this movie, just watch <clears throat> Unchained Melody Elvis. Yeah, Unchained Melody Elvis, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 1977. <laughs> we'll move you to tears. Like it's just Pretty Elvis powerful. at his worst, but also just cutting through it with this beautiful version of yeah, it. Yeah, they were right to end the movie with that. And yeah. they. I thought pretty seamlessly switched from Austin Butler to the actual Elvis footage yeah. in that footage. Yeah. yeah. And then you see, you know, you see a little bit of the real Elvis and you're just like, oh, holy shit. You know, there yeah. he is. There's the yeah. dude. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think it says a lot, though, about this movie when, like, 
the thing that really got any kind of emotional reaction out of me was not until you see the actual Elvis. Right. Like that brief like montage they had at the very end of yeah, like all these different clips. I was like, oh wow, like there that there's the real person. Or like him actually performing it. I thought yeah. it was so moving. Not that like, I don't know. I mean, I think there's glimmers where Austin Butler was like giving something. Sure. But not until I saw like once you get that clip of Elvis singing there's, Unchained there's nothing that compares. It's insane. No. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm wearing my sunglasses right now. I was uh, I was tearing up leaving the theater. I'm just Aww. like, oh man. But I thought Austin Butler did. I mean, what what are you supposed to do with well, this? Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. he's given nothing on the page. Yeah. So it's yeah. all but like I that there's charisma there. There's, there's definitely yeah. charisma yeah. there. Some of his body movement stuff was great like um And when you're playing against Tom Hanks in like labyrinth makeup. Right. Like <laughs> you're gonna, it was like an evil mashup of like all of his Cloud Atlas makeup characters. Oh yeah, we and gotta then, talk Cloud Atlas. And then um, his character from the Lady Killers, yeah. right? Oh like, my god, so that is like, where it started. It's, it's wasn't like it? it's like those two evil things turned Whoa. up to eleven. Yeah, <laughs> that's when Tom Hanks was like, "I'm gonna take control of my own career and have some fun." <laughs> It, he is in full cloud atlas mode here and you but it, it's like why like why <laughs> it'll be it's like john wayne is genghis khan you know it will be looked back upon like wow that happened can well, i just ask a very specific question about uh the colonel at one point he's talking to the little people in uh, at the carnival and yeah. is, is he speaking in pig lat? It's, it was all English. Sudden, it sounded like English. All of a sudden, it, get, it starts getting subtitled, yeah. and then it sounded really weird. And well, I was like, is he speaking so, true, true? He's Dutch, so I think he was, yeah, oh, that's what he, I think he was he was speaking, speaking Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. He might have snuck a little true, true, Cloud Atlas true, true in there. <laughs> but Baz needs to just make a movie set at a carnival. Like, that's where he is <laughs> the most comfortable. That's where he's having the most fun. Those are his people. You know, I think he, I think you should really think about that. But along those lines, I just kept thinking the whole time. I, I know that Boz couldn't get the budget that he would want to do. But I was just thinking, like, why not just create sort of a multimedia documentary experience? Like, cut yeah. all of this music, add your remixes, shoot crazy B-roll, do your eight quadrant. What? <laughs> but just like, why? I don't know. Just And then just focus on the music. Why are we forcing some of this? I don't know, corny shit. This question's going to come up more and more, and it's unfortunate, but it's it's a real question. Is why is this a movie, and why don't you just take your time and expand it into a limited series or something? I mean, that's a question. This is this is a big old movie that's still you're rushing through it. You yeah. know, you are just mad dashing through it, and. Given his style, I didn't feel the running time. I don't know about you guys. It felt long, but it, it did not feel two hours and forty minutes long. To I me. looked at my watch, but yeah, it didn't. It wasn't painful like some other. It wasn't House of Gucci, no, right? And I, no. I think that's a testament to Austin Butler, you know, because you're looking at him so much and you kind of just suspend your disbelief, like, okay, this is, you know, uh, God, a slimmer Elvis. It's so frustrating that like we spent literally two minutes. In the 1960s, the all of Hollywood, all of yeah. Anne Margaret. Yeah, I thought we were, I thought, I thought were going to get a big chunk of Hollywood. It's like two that. minutes, and then it, and then don't get me wrong. Some <laughs> of the Vegas stuff was great, but man, we were watching the building of his Vegas residency yes. for like 
30 minutes? I will say. 35 minutes? And the 68 special was like 30 minutes. They yeah. captured the feeling in Vegas. Like when he is caught in a trap and he is in his golden cage performing in that showroom. I felt like I was in Vegas for like a day too long. You yeah. know, that, that feeling where you're yeah. like, uh, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. I've booked an extra day and night here and I don't <laughs> need to be here anymore. I felt that in my bones. And, I, and then, you know, you're like, oh, shit. Well, think about how the king must have felt, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he's, yeah. He's caught there. You know, I think would have cut down on time during that Vegas section is like, Every single one of those needless swoop in CG shots swooping yeah. out from like into the hotel, you know? Yeah, there's I a lot like of we, them. Every single time, like you could move from like one floor of the hotel to another and it would, you would switch to outside the hotel you and it would swoop out. in. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. get it. He's at the International Hotel right now. Just cut to another floor. Baz loves to <laughs> swoop. But yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, speaking about the runtime, like how little this movie really had to say about anything. Yeah. And I, I guess also like Brother Bishy kind of pointed this out, how like you're getting the you're getting the Presley family, you know, sanitized, approved version of everything. But, you know, just maybe just cut out all the racial stuff. You know, if you're not able to really delve into it. You're not going to really do which, it. Which you can't really. I mean, if you're making a movie about Elvis and celebrating his That's life, right. like to bring up like, but by the way, he like basically stole all this stuff and is given credit for the work of other people. Like you can't, I, I understand you can't get into it, but just don't, just don't include it in there. Right. Right now it's just presented in enough of a way where people won't rip this movie to shreds for not including it, but it doesn't do anything above and beyond merely looking at it. I think a lot of ghosts of a lot of musicians would have a lot to say on <laughs> Little this Richard is Little Richard. Little Richard God. is pissed. They don't say his name either. Oh, yeah. they didn't? No. 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 Which no. could either be, uh, you know, an yeah. honor that you don't really need to know. They should have just had a big title card like they did, <laughs> like they did with the uh, Memphis Mafia. So many title cards. Oh, my God. Guys. All right, well, let's go with those hound dog bones. Where do we start here? We'll start with Elvis historian, Brother Ben. Oh, I'm first to bone. <laughs> you are first to bone. First to bone. Can I just say, though, I, I maybe it was because I was expecting to fucking hate this thing. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, why, why am I going to spend three hours doing it? I mean, aside yeah. from uh, I get to see my crew, I sure. get to see the Lodgecast crew. Sure. I, it was Tom Hanks. It was the Tom yeah. Hanks. It was the oh, fish. Tom Hanks in. was the fishing lure. Yeah. That we baited us all. Yeah. I, I, but I don't know. I, I just, I found myself uh, enjoying the AC. Yes. It like, <laughs> like vibing with some of like the ostentatious gaudiness of it. Yes. I, you know, I, so this is how I'm going to have to break it down. I'm going to give <laughs> one bone to the AC. <laughs> to, to the AC and wait what? who is Elvis again what's his name Austin, Austin Powers Austin Powers <laughs> <laughs> Cody Smith McPhee <laughs> so I'm gonna give one bone for that like super compelling excellent performance yeah well maybe excellent is a oh, little overhead but, but you can go there I'm with then, you Ben and then I'm gonna give one bone to just Boz being fucking Boz. How many bones like, is that? So that's two. I'm giving two bones. Oh, I thought I counted three. No, 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 no. It's one. It's one for 
compelling performance. Okay. And one for just like gaudy bullshit that looked kind of cool. There you go. And and that's that's my two that's bone. It, you're topping out. That's my two bone love and light. Two bones from Brother Ben. Yikes. I don't know what that spells for the rest of this crew. Um <laughs> brother lucas you didn't fall asleep no no thank you thank you very much <laughs> i uh i did partake in a vape pen on the way in yes so i was primed and ready we're and dosed. uh when we were standing in the um dr nick gave you your vape pen injection yeah. <laughs> um and i was standing in line for concessions i was like i'm you know in addition to my beverage i'm gonna get some something to snack on you know, my breakfast for the day. Uh, what would the king get? So I, I got some mozzarella sticks. Yes. And just destroyed them during the previews. So I was like, just great, great spot. For, the king for might me. have actually gotten the Bavarian legend, but they were out and they've uh, been out of them for weeks now. Damn it. Damn. Supply chain. And like Brother Ben, I was expecting to really hate this going in um, right from like the ostentatious garish warner brothers burn yes, logo which yes. is like this gnarly bear trap swiss clock belt buckle like toy box crazy image and yeah when it started i was like on board like brother bishy was sitting next to me and i was like getting some chuckles out of me like when the girls were losing their mind yeah, when they first saw him and, and when colonel tom is like he's white you know like that oh, was God, funny yeah. but then it just kind of lost steam for me and as it went on, I was like, man, uh, you got Tom Hanks in a fat suit and you got this unknown actor in Austin Butler. Like, that's some crazy, weird alchemy. And I, I really wish there'd be more fireworks. And you don't really get any fireworks between them. I mean, maybe towards the end in the Vegas portion, but not really. There's like, some not, literal fireworks as he gazes yeah. up at them. Yeah, but I was just like, man, you got Tom Hanks in a fat suit. Like, what are, what are you going to do with them? You know what I mean? It was like he was neutered or something. He was like on a leash. I was like, let him loose. Like, let him loose. Like, I wanted to see a scene. Let or, who or loose? Colonel Tom Parker, Tom Hanks. You don't or, think he was let loose in this? No. You wanted like full frontal Tom Parker getting <laughs> out of the shower and dancing? <laughs> no. Frothing at the mouth? I don't mean I don't mean like physically. I mean emotionally. There should have been crazier scenes where okay. you see like the full psychopathy on display. But it was really just kind of one note, you know? Um, <sighs> all of which to say. All of which to say. <laughs> <laughs> is they should have just focused on one era of his life and Steve had, Jobs a, had style. a solid three-act structure with like a 90-minute runtime. You sprinkle in some songs and leave them wanting more, you know? Like, But if you go 240, you're right. Why the fuck isn't this like an Apple you know, TV series or something? Like, I, <laughs> I don't understand why it's this long. And then when you break it down, you're like, oh, right, these sequences, yeah, they really spend a lot of time with with certain, you know, set pieces so I'm going to give it one and a half bones for that. One and a half bones from the hothead. Not too bad. All things considered, relatively. But uh, no one's getting nominated for Oscars here, right? Like they gave all the Oscars to Bohemian Rhapsody. I hope Rhapsody, Tom Hanks so gets nominated. There's no Rocketman uh, Oscar. We'll get no nominated for Elvis. Golden Globes if that exists anymore. Golden Globes, <laughs> Impossible Razzie, just, just to like bring more attention to him. <laughs> yeah. Brother Josh, what you got cooking? <sighs> um... After all this talk of, you know, gummies and vape pens. <laughs> yeah, we're, what were you on? Listener, I would like you to know that I was stone cold sober throughout this movie. <laughs> That's and the problem. for the worse, oh. I felt 
everything so hard. I didn't have a beautiful THC bubble. You were watching with from, suspicious eyes. Yeah, nothing protecting me from the slings and arrows of Lerman's bad fortune. Um, <laughs> I thought at a certain point during that first half, because I felt like the pace changed noticeably at a certain point. Oh, big time. I, and so for that for, for that portion where it's frenetic, I was exhausted yeah. i was like this is like again me being sober while someone is like coked up trying to talk to me about elvis <laughs> and all their business ideas yeah and i'm just like i'm not into this i mean like oh this looks really cool like i as i said earlier i really like lerman's like visual style i think it's cool to look at you know very kaleidoscopic and Hell yeah. intricate and blah 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 but yeah i i think this movie didn't really say anything about anything um i thought they were you know as as probably they had to be there too much on a leash but also i don't know i just think it's bad writing i just don't think mm -hmm. it was really good um i'm sorry to say tom hanks didn't really save me from anything tom oh. hanks there's no uh tom hanks fat suit uh, brother Ben bump in this. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I gotta give it one bone. One solitary, lonely, lonely bone. <laughs> it was not a friend of mine. Oh, all right. Now we go to the deep researcher, brother Bisky. <laughs> I had two competing things going into this. I had my deep dive into Elvis. Yes. And knowing all the iconic moments in his life that could be put on screen <laughs> in an epic film. Yes. And I had Boz Lerman and Moulin Rouge, which I just watched, <laughs> which as Josh says, is just coked up when you're not coked up and yeah. just it settle, you up. settle down. I have major taste problems with Boz Lerman. <laughs> like he never met a digital effect. He didn't love like he just whips the camera around with, Oh, I just drives me mad, but he did settle down into it. I just, I guess in the latter half, he <laughs> did settle down a little bit for me. And I just kept imagining what like Scorsese could have done with like a film sure. like this. Mm -hmm. Like I just kept imagining like, especially in the Vegas stuff like this. Would you have De Niro as Colonel Tom Parker? Yeah, like version. There is a much, there is like a, this is the story to tell, I think in terms of the tragedy of, Elvis, but it's off the rails many times. But in the end, I laughed at Hanks. Yes. Tons. I knew you would. And <laughs> I uh, thought Austin Butler did what he could with what he was given. That's right. And it did touch on many iconic moments. And just cutting to that footage of Elvis at the end moved me. <laughs> so I'm higher than everyone. Yes. I'm two Whoa. and a half bones. Two Whoa. and a half. Two Whoa. and a half. What an evolution we got going here. That's great. Listen, I don't know if it was the gummy. I don't know if it was the air conditioning. I don't know uh -oh. if it was Tom Hanks himself. But I had a blast at this movie. I was in. I was in it. And I fully recognize that the script was pretty dumb and the effects were too plentiful but i was right back to when i was 14 watching natural born killers and all its mixed media and just just a gog at the nerve that it takes to present something like this like elvis is 
so many things to so many people and you baz are putting your own stamp on it that is pretty much nobody's vision of elvis but your own Mm -hmm. but you are committing fully and you have tom hanks just (laughs) salad dragoning around flapping his wings and (laughs) shitting on everybody below and laughing (laughs) it is fantastic i liken it to elvis himself like the movie is like elvis himself or like james brown just giving a sweaty show and you got somebody who cares about you coming out and putting a cape around you like it's time to go man it's time to go you put on the show you did good the movie just shrugs off the cape and gets back out on stage and just keeps going for two hours and 46 fucking minutes encore after encore Encore after encore (laughs) like it's if you're in the right frame of mind as i was with my gummy or if you're able to just let certain parts of your brain mellow (laughs) while this thing just steamrolls over you you're going to have a great time and you're going to cry at the end because of all of the lost potential that this dude could have had. I loved the performance by Austin Butler. I love Tom Hanks's performance in a much different way. <laughs> you can love two <laughs> things at once. I got to give it three meaty, meaty bones. And they're meaty the no less. Uh, making, making it snow. I actually had an inverse Brother Ben bump because I came out of that theater wanting to give three and a half. Whoa. But because everybody was so stinky about it, I went back down to three. But they're meaty. Wait, is I think it, that's some gummies working there, too. Can, can we call this a Brother Ben slump? That's a Brother Ben slump. It's a Brother Ben slump, y'all. love and light that's our trip to Bazland. i remember when the credits started to roll i was like wow this is really tame for a Baz lerman movie and then all of a sudden you get this giant cg elvis belt that just pops up and it's all like glittery and there's like jewels and then it starts rolling and then just insane kaleidoscopic like you never seen before it was great that means i gotta go back and see it again then (laughs) Which I which I might if if this heat wave continues, yeah, <laughs> I might be back in there. Oh my God, thank God, Hank survived oh. the, the COVID. Oh, imagine, imagine if he died. If COVID this. claimed him, and it was in memory, Elvis. and this was his final oh, performance. Yeah, that would be haunting. Wow. You know what I? You know, to live recast this just a little bit more. Imagine Jared Leto as Colonel Tom Parker. I thought I saw him for one second. Or Elvis. I thought he was in there, too. That's why I started thinking about it. I'm like, Leto must have been busy being Morbius during this or something, (laughs) because he would have loved to just flourish in that atmosphere. Yeah. I think Baz and Jared Leto need to (laughs) hook up immediately and, uh, yeah, do the Gary Newman story or something. So, yeah, that's Elvis, y'all. Let's go find some other ways to beat the heat. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to look more into Elvis. I think I'm going to do that Wikipedia deep dive. I recommend, yeah. um, I did watch the 68 special. Wonderful. Also the 1970 Elvis, The Way It Is documentary from MGM. A lot of that was included in the Vegas stuff there. Um, if you want to go deeper, there's a biography I read. No, I'm kidding. I haven't got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. Elvis. Has left go, the building. Go to Graceland. We got to leave the AMC. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. Oh, my love, my darling, 
Baz is gonna baz. Baz is gonna baz. Yeah. 